Team Time on Radio 3. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi, everyone. I'm Sky from Kelly Support Group, and today we have Abby joining us. Hi, guys. I'm Abby. So, Abby, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You're originally from Hong Kong, correct? Yes, that's right. So I was born in Hong Kong, but when I was two years old, my family moved to Bangladesh to work at an NGO. So I kind of grew up there in Bangladesh. And then when I was 12 years old, I actually went to India to study in a boarding school. It was an international school and I went by myself. So my family still stayed in Bangladesh while I went to India. And I did my high school education there. Graduated when I was 18 and then I came back to Hong Kong to study at university. Wow. So basically, before you turn 20, you have already gone and lived in multiple countries and been in different cities. Yes, that's true. But mostly it was just Bangladesh and India. But I did travel around a lot. Cool. So the school that you went to in India, you said? What was that like being in a boarding school? It was nice. Like It was a very small, close-knit community, very international. We didn't have a lot of students. Maybe there was just three to four hundred students, and that's from kindergarten all the way to A-levels. But we had like 30 nationalities in our school, so it was very diverse. But obviously, there's good parts and bad parts to everything. Sure. Do you remember what the transition was like, you know, being told that you had to go to a boarding school? I was actually very excited when I first heard okay. that I was going to go to boarding school because I grew up reading a lot of books and, you know, in the books, all these kids went to boarding school. Right. So it was very exciting for me. And one of my really close family friends, she's a bit older than me. So she's already been in that school and she's always told me stories about that school. Right. So it was something I always wish I could go, but I never thought I would actually go to a boarding school. So at the beginning, I was very excited. So it must have been a really exciting experience for you to actually go there then. Yeah, it was very exciting I was really happy about it actually going there was a bit scary I remembered because we arrived in the middle of the night me and my mom and then our school was on top of a mountain and you have to go on a three-hour drive to get up that mountain it was in the middle of the night it was raining I think we like saw an elephant by the road and we were just super scared because we thought the elephant was gonna chase after our car travel on it but yeah otherwise apart from that little bit it was very exciting the whole time yeah that's really cool <laughs> I mean I think a lot of people sometimes when they think about, you know, I think in, in Hong Kong, a lot of uh, young people actually get sent abroad, you know, to go to boarding school. I don't know if many people get sent to India for boarding school, but definitely I think there's some people have a lot of worries. So it's it's cool to hear that, you know, there are some positives. What would you say were some of the challenges as well, you know, being in a boarding school setting? Well, a lot of kids are usually homesick when they first go to boarding school. So I think there's always a transition period, like maybe the first two months where a lot of kids would just cry a lot especially at night because they miss their parents or their family.
family. For me, not really that much because I guess my parents always kind of raised me to be independent. So I didn't really miss them a lot in that sense, and I didn't really cry a lot. But for me, the difficult transition period was well, our school is very small, so when you're in that class or you're in the dorms, the people you see those are the only choices you have for friends. If they like you, great. If they don't like you, well, sucks to be you. Yeah. And I went when I was 12, so I think 12 is kind of the age where everyone's a bit. What's the word? Like you're trying to figure out who you are, your yeah. identity. Yeah, and I would say the kids are not the nicest when they're 12. Everyone's a bit immature, but then they want to be mature, and then it's just like everyone's just trying to discover themselves. And I remember when I first came, because I always made friends quite easily. But then when I went there, they were like, "Oh, sorry, you're a new kid, and we've been here for lots of years already. So since you're the new kids, you just can't be friends with us until <laughs> you're here long enough. So it's not even like my fault. They're just like, well, you haven't been in this school for long enough, so you just can't." Be as close as we are. Yeah. So I mean, in some ways, it sounds like a little bit of bullying that happened as well, right? Well, I don't know if it's bullying necessarily. Yeah, I mean, there are kids who are mean. There are kids who, I mean, but it was a lot of, I guess, just in general, you will feel a bit rejected or you will feel a bit left out or not in the inner circle, or you would feel sometimes that you don't really have that close group of friends. Sure. Yeah. And so, did things change for you? You know, over the years, you graduated from this boarding school, correct? Right? Yeah, I was there for six years, and I would say for me, the struggle was every time I made a really good friend, it would just come and go. They would leave the school and. Obviously, there are some people that I thought I was really good friends with, or I put a lot of effort, and it turns out that you know they didn't really think the same way about you. It was just quite hard to make really good loyal friends. I would say maybe it's just my problem. I don't know. And this kind of lasted all the way until I I would say A levels maybe, and then I think in A levels I was quite happy, but before that I was struggling a bit. But I did have one really really good friend, and she's my even now. My high school best friend. Hi, Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. But apart from that, yeah, it was kind of hard. Yeah. for me to yeah. make friends. There. That sounds really tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what would you say to you know your 15 year old self now? You know when you look back, uh, the way that you coped, you know the way that you struggled through things. What would you say to your 15 year old self? I would say just to take it easy. I I would say you know don't take it super personally. Everyone's just immature at that age. It's okay, and it's not your problem. It's just maybe the environment, and maybe it's not even necessarily their problem. Everyone's growing. Up, everyone's learning, everyone's discovering themselves, and you'll be fine afterwards. Yeah, or maybe I would just say maybe stop trying so hard and just enjoy the people who want to talk to you and just enjoy what you're given. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. It's probably incredible. I mean, you've had um, such a rich experience already mm -hmm. in your key teenage years. You know, mm -hmm. so what brought you back to Hong Kong? You're originally from Hong Kong, correct? Yes. So I am. what brought you back uh, to to the city? Well, university because I did apply to other unis like in the UK and in Canada, and they're all. Really good prestigious universities, and I also applied to the really good unis in. Oh, well, actually, I just applied to two unis in Hong Kong, and then I got accepted to CUHK. And my parents wanted me to come back to Hong Kong because I have relatives here. Yeah. Why do you think it was important for your family? 
that you came back to Hong Kong? I guess they thought that it's good that I have someone who would take care of me or just to look out for me when I'm here instead of going to a completely new city. Plus, also, it's much cheaper for me to come to Hong Kong. The tuition fees are super expensive abroad, and my family probably wouldn't be able to afford it because we have four kids, so I'm not the only one who has to go to university. So it was just a lot easier and better for me to just come to Hong Kong and the university that I got accepted to. CUHK is a really good university, anyways. Yeah, and I was fine. With it, I was happy to be back, or I was happy to come here and reconnect with my roots as well. Yeah. So, what are you up to at CUHK right now? Uh, what year? What are you studying? Well, I study global studies, so I'm concentrating in international politics and global media. I'm a final year student, so this is my final semester, and I would say this final year has been quite different. I would say from the previous three years, you know, mostly our semester either has been suspended early, or we've been doing a lot of online courses or online lectures. So I haven't even been on campus that much. Yeah. So I mean, I think most people right now can hear in, in the media that you know those who are facing DSEs or mm -hmm. those who are facing final year of university would be really concerned. Is that something that's been on your mind and also your classmates? Well, I would say for the people who are doing DSEs. I guess everyone is on the same boat, so I know it's a very terrible situation to be in. My younger sister, and my younger brother, they're doing their IGCSE A levels right now, and then that got cancelled, so they're not taking the exams anymore at the time they're supposed to. And I heard that DSE is the same, but I would say that since everyone is in the same situation, it's kind of okay because even the grading and everything. I don't. I'm not exactly sure how DSE works, but at least for A levels or IGCSE, a lot of it is curved grading. So if everyone's doing badly then it's okay your grades are still gonna be the same I would say or kind of similar or people would understand why you got grades like that but I would say for university students or final year students like us it's a bit more tough because we're coming out into the world where there's an economic recession and there's no jobs there's no prospects I don't know it just seems like that yeah so I know a lot of my friends even though they have a really good GPA they're studying something very specific which they should be able to find a really good job. They have got interviews, but now because of the economic recession, most of the companies are saying, "Oh, sorry, we can't hire you anymore. We can't interview you anymore because of the economic recession." I know people who receive job offers where the company now says, "Sorry, we have to take back the offer. We can't give this offer to you anymore because our company is not doing well." So I feel like at this point, I've kind of given up on job hunting, and I think I'm just gonna see how things go, and then when the Economy or when things seem to pick back up, then I will start looking for jobs. Yeah. That's a really good perspective mm -hmm. uh, to have, uh, Abby. Good job. <laughs> when the outbreak first started, I actually I was freaking out. I was quite nervous. I thought, oh no, I'm not gonna find a job. I'm stuck at home. My studies, my grades are gonna be really bad. You know, there was a lot of doubts and worries that were in my mind. Plus, also I was just unhappy of the general situation where I can't even spend my final semester on campus. I have to. Be at home and do online lectures, but you know, after seeing the whole world going through the same thing, and when you realize that everyone is on the same boat, and you realize a lot of people actually have it a lot worse than you. Maybe people who had jobs but now they don't have a job and they have a family and they can't pay the rent. Then that put things into perspective for me, where I realized that I'm actually in a less worse. 
position than a lot of people because at least I don't have responsibilities at this time and no one has expectations for us at this time either and I have a family who will take care of me if I have no money to buy food to eat you know I won't be homeless or anything like that and you just realize there's so many more people with much bigger problems than you it's cool thanks for listening this Hong Kong life is an initiative of Kelly support group we are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong see you next time team time Celeb news and once again, there goes Abby teamed up with Kelly Support Group for their very cool podcast called This Hong Kong Life. You can definitely subscribe if you want more of a teaser or a little bit of a summary of what you can expect from that podcast. Come back to us here at